Hi everyone and welcome to episode number 12 of the Who Art Thou podcast. My name is Barra and today I'll be chatting over Zoom with Andy, Aaron and Cahill of the band Dead Manifest. The band will be telling us about how they got started, their new EP Rebirth, the leading single from that EP Model Control, which I've heard, it's class, I can't wait till it's released, as well as chatting about My Comic Romance and Pit My Ride UK. Had a lot of fun chatting with them, I hope you all enjoy the episode and here's the theme music by the lovely Zach Stevenson. Manifest, lads, how are you getting on? Good to see good you. Thanks, thanks for you? coming on. I'm good. Yeah, can't complain. Um, yeah, so Sweet. I guess kind of like first things first, we would say was uh, for anybody who is not aware of your music or doesn't know doesn't know you guys, how would you describe your music to somebody you've never met before or never heard you before? Um, yeah, tough one, isn't it? That whole question. Yeah, it of, is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what do you say? Like, I'd say hate answering this. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna go for it then. Um, I'd say alternative grunge metal rock disco synth. <laughs> disco synth. In, in that order. Yeah. In that order. In that order. Yeah. Some sort, some sort of alternative rock. That's we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it there. And uh, what would be kind of like who? What was the first kind of influences that got you into music? Like, was there any particular artist or performance that kind of made you? get into this style of music yeah well I, I don't know i guess going back to uh you obviously we've chatted briefly you and andy have there but we we know each other a, a long time so uh yeah i know andy since i was in like junior infants and stuff like that and then call uh, a bit after in school but um i think me and andy we first kind of start chatting uh you know oh you like tim lizzie or you like the darkness or whatever you know <laughs> that was the yeah, that was the balls yeah. back then like you know so i don't know I'd say, I'd say when i start listening to kind of just heavier things like that um you know again that was earlier on that was like when i was 10 so it just went from there but i think we're, we're big nirvana and foos fans and stuff like that you know there's uh, we're into a lot of stuff you know but i think yeah. it's, it's always going to go back to the the heroes isn't it like so yeah, if, if, if I could jump in there, I, f- I feel it's a great question because the answer is so different for the three of us. You know, I mean, our origins in music is are, are, are so varied, which is what I think gives us such a unique sound and, and what we kind of like to think to be kind of different, you know, is because we all have such varied uh, histories in music. Yeah, like it's it's actually I have to say this is the first interview doing it with three people and it's cool because like I can already tell like... Um, we're going to have a lot of different styles of choice. You can tell that from your music, like it's not just one kind of one note. It's, it, there's a multiple kind of genres kind of in there. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, actually, do you remember like, what was, uh, so when did you start playing your instruments? Well, what, what age were you when you started playing? Um, Probably, I think I, I started, I got drum lessons, I think, and quickly gave them up when I was a kid. I think that was the first thing I went for. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah to realize i sucked at the drums <laughs> so i think uh you know there was a there was a guitar line around the house for years so, so i think it was probably about 13 when you know you kind of start learning things and you're like oh shit i can actually play a song if i do it in this order or something you know so i'd say when mm, i was yeah. 13 or so yeah that's guitar and that's what about yourselves yeah i actually also wanted to play the drums but my mom and dad were like no they're too loud so <laughs> I uh, got a keyboard. <laughs> I know, yeah, crushed my yeah. hopes and dreams there. Um, I got a keyboard instead and got like lessons, and I was I was pretty young then. And then I just picked up the bass when I was in like secondary school, and because I think I just kind of wanted to be in a band, so I was like, ah, fucking, everyone plays guitar, so I'll just like learn bass instead. 
it's the exact it's the exact reason i have a bass guitar (laughs) it's the exact same reason everybody plays everybody wants a guitarist nobody uh uh, basses might be a little bit more niche (laughs) and carl what about you said when did you get your first drum kit well I originally wanted to play the drums, but I was told no because they were too loud. Um, <laughs> so I too was forced to uh, pick an instrument that wasn't quite as loud, which for me was a guitar like Aaron. Um, except this was maybe when I was eight or nine and the, the guitar that I was given would, would have been one of these ones that you picked up in Smiths with nylon strings for 40 yeah, euro. Yeah, but you know yeah. what I mean? It, it got me plucking <laughs> away. It got me like tinkering away just at the strings. And then I kind of, like you teetered away with it for a couple of years but then I came back to it you know when I was about 12 or 13 around the same age as Aaron um, and I started to put chords together and stuff and that's when I also started to play the bass myself so I didn't actually pick up the drums until I was about yeah, 15. You just, you just yeah. started playing drums out of nowhere man I remember that we were in school and <laughs> we were just like it was funny because Cahill, like we always kind of knew Cahill like we, we always did things together like you know, you're in yeah. school and you're doing the talent shows and stuff and then I remember just being in like the music room and Cottle just starts absolutely wailing on the drums. <laughs> and I just remember being like, when, when did this even happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you see, I, I persisted for a while and I, I insisted that I, I wouldn't play them as loud. And that was part of the deal for me getting a drum set into the house. Um, but obviously it was a, a bait and switch, you know, and they're regretting it to this day. <laughs> That is, that is the plight of the drummer. Like, they are so, so loud. Like, my my mom was just like, not a hope in hell is anybody in this house ever getting drums. And I was always kind of like, you know, to tap on my lap when I've ever listened to music. I was like, oh, I would just love a drum kit, but it would never happen. Yeah. And what made it 10 times worse was our neighbor uh, got drums. And they were, they have like an attic and they put, they put them up, they put them up in the attic and you could hear it from across the road in our house. That's how loud they were. So my mom was like, never, not a hope in fucking hell. Are you ever getting those? Just crying <laughs> yourself to sleep, wishing but, uh, that was you or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Been there, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They are like they are the the great like you can play you, I don't know if you the, you can play them low but they still there's just my and my mom's like my mom's one of these people that's like supersonic hearing she can hear anything going on in the house so yeah. it, was, it was never going to happen Vulcan but um what, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well and how so how did the band like, I love the story of how the band came together that you sent on like so like what what was kind of the mindset in going into setting up the band I thought that I thought this was brilliant. Yeah, Andy, you go for it there. You take yeah. It away. Um, <laughs> so, like, it was literally like about 10 years ago, I'd say now, because we were almost 11. We were in, yeah, well, we were in like transition year, like in school and stuff. And, like, as Aaron said, like, we had all known each other already for like so long and had kind of played music with each other, I guess, like here and there. But uh, eventually we were just like, here, yeah. like, let's just get together and just start playing some heavy music because, like, that's what we were all into at the time. And, I think um, at time at the time actually we were all big into beefy Clyro like and like they're a trio as well and they just play really yeah. hard like loud music and stuff so um that was like a big inspiration for us to get together and just do the kind of do the same thing like you know um just play heavy music so yeah like me and Aaron were just together one day and uh, we were chatting about uh, the Foo Fighters new album Wasting Light and we we're just talking about like how good it was and how heavy it was full of riffs and stuff and uh, yeah then we just I don't know, I think we just put it like together a little plan to go to Cottle's Gaff and then the rest is history. Like we were just jamming away, creating our own little tunes and uh, yeah. yeah, we just picked it up from there. Cottle's, yeah, Cottle's had, he had this kind of like, it's like a maze thing that basically, I don't know how the three was fit in. It's basically just the drum kit might maybe <laughs> fit there. Yeah. And back then, like, you know, you're <laughs> especially when you start jamming and stuff like that, you're just cranking it like, and it was just so loud. Like we probably did so much damage to our hearing. Like oh, <laughs> we, were, sure. we used to come down and areas would be buzzing. Like it was just I yeah. couldn't hear anything. We'd be down there drinking water. Yeah. And it was sweaty messes of teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. When we started, we started drinking. I think back then too, because yeah. rock and roll, you know. But uh, yeah, I yeah. couldn't hear for days afterwards. Yeah, we had to wait to jam oh. until we could hear again. Yeah. <laughs> What was it like a Mersbo show? Like we just cranking up the volume nonstop. Like, oh, it's nuts. Like, and it's it's yeah. it's funny because yeah. it's it's kind of 
I suppose it just shows how naive we were. Like we were literally in Cottle's house. Like it was the summer and he had a free house. Like, you know, it was our summer holidays. We we had yeah. nothing better to do. Like so yeah. we just basically went Being to his there. house and played for hours, like yeah. no hearing protection whatsoever. <laughs> so we were fucked. Yeah. And his, his oh, parents geez. would come home and obviously they'd be probably shouting at us for ages and then the light would start flashing in the maze <laughs> to, to warn us to shut up. Yeah. To wrap it up, yeah. Did she not the neighbours never complain or anything, no? elderly neighbours on one side and they're sound but we had also had elderly neighbours on the other side now sadly she's passed away since and the house is actually vacant so was now it wasn't a problem back then I don't know how the fuck she put up with it maybe we drove her into an early grave <laughs> so you're saying we can get back into oh, the maze for jams <laughs> <laughs> And so when so yeah uh, so that happened about ten years ago. When did you start playing uh, live shows then? Yeah, actually, we got a gig fairly quickly. Um, uh, what was it like a support slot for some band, uh, the Wonder Villains or something like that, wasn't it? Oh. In um, in Smithfield Block T, yeah. Mm. Actually, yeah. But rewind oh, wow. that a bit. The first gig we ever played, I like to say, is our first gig when me and Andy played to. Uh, a lot of our elderly people in our school. Um, oh, yeah, actually, I forgot about that. We, pl- we played Love Me Tender. I was what? on the acoustic guitar and Andy was on the keyboard. <laughs> so I always, I always, <laughs> I always say that's the first ever. All right, that was our first, first. Yeah. Probably our biggest gig as well. I was absent for that one as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but yeah, the, the real answer would probably Block T. Yeah, that, yeah. that was a cool gig. It's, it's, I don't even know if it's kicking still around there. Like, uh, uh, Block T yeah, is actually Block T. Like, yeah. We got rolling pretty yeah. quickly, like, and um, we're doing things like you know, little battle of the bands and stuff like that. But uh, then you know, just kind of as the years went on, like we we've sort of just got into a habit of like we do like maybe a handful of gigs in like a cluster, like maybe a handful of gigs yeah. a year actually, and then like we just stopped for ages, you know, like yeah. uh, so we've kind of had yeah. like on and off, stop start kind of things, you know. But in in the kind of the, the best kind of way to be honest because we we always knew that you know this is this is great crack like this is this is what our real day jobs in our head are you know like in in, in mm, daydream yeah, land yeah. and stuff so it's kind of like it was never work yeah and we yeah. any other time than that we'd just be hanging out anyway but it's kind of nice that we all we, we had we had our own stuff going on yeah. and when we got to come together and do it for like a spell it was it was such a treat um, I think anyway, but um, we yeah, but then obviously you know uh, after after like the lockdown and all that, we kind of just said you know what it's kind of when it's taken away from you, you're like why aren't we doing this like a bit more mm. seriously or stuff you know like it's especially when we have so much passion for it and and you know love for the songs that we have, um yeah, which, which is great that we're doing the CP now like we have we have two tunes on it that are tunes from the very start like 10 years ago and then then two brand new ones so the the ep is called rebirth so i guess it's kind of like the like whatever we say our our kind of um announcement into the the irish music scene officially by releasing it and also kind of like uh if we didn't have those two old tunes on it 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 just wouldn't be right if we if we didn't put them on the ep like it's it's we're, we're probably those two songs we opened with and close with at every gig we've ever done mm. and still like it, it just still feels fresh you know anytime we play it which is nice um that the the tune we're bringing out the first single from the ep is called model control so that's going to be released on the 28th of this one 28th of may and uh that's probably the first song we ever wrote but still probably like my favorite it's just uh, it just it's it's nostalgic at the same time because it brings you back to those little kind of jams in the maze and like the chorus mm. is just like it's just basically me me and Coho screaming no and I think that that <laughs> kind of came about right in that there's a couple more words in the chorus <laughs> um, yeah. we used to just kind of it just used to be this running joke in the maze how how high we could still keep screaming no so it's just like no no and it will just keep going no. <laughs> but we actually turned it into a song then that wasn't so ridiculous but um i don't know yeah it's just i just love the way it came about and it just kind of reminds me of kind of 
our roots and you know we all kind of learned how to play together and it's it's uh it's nice to take it from back then and obviously we're, we're a lot better at what we do now but again mm. it's it's not it's not much different to, to since the day we we wrote it but you know just it, it we put a fresh spin on it for sure yeah it's a very uh like uh it's very groovy um and kind of very grungy as well i was just i was just like because i've been sent it by the way i have heard it it's a class it's class tune but i can't wait to see it with a few beers and in a big big uh big venue but i was just i was gonna say yeah about rebirth about rebirth i'm assuming there was a lot of weight with that like about the title for it that was a very like that there's there's a particular meaning behind the the name of the ep being rebirth yeah like like we we probably all have the same answer here it's it's Mm it's again it's just like literally what, what we said like a rebirth of the band like we're it's it's yeah we feel like we want to bring a new chapter to the band for us although it may be new to a lot of people it's 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 even newer to us in like yeah, a weird way yeah you know? it, it, tied in, it tied in really really nicely with, with sort of world events that were kind of occurring at the same time because obviously as aaron mentioned already most of this happens during the lockdown that's obviously when we ourselves decided to reassess as a band to try and reshape and reimagine but also as as individuals the three of us have done that as well yeah. on, a, on a personal level and kind of a spiritual level as well you know which kind of offered yeah. us a new perspective um on probably an, uh, uh, a higher level of maturity to our writing and our performing it's certainly in my opinion anyway mm, yeah. and it's really given me sort of a renewed sense of determination to try and make something of, of us because I, I feel that we have the right stuff it's just a question of working at it and working at it and working at it and i feel in a much better place um to do that now yeah. And is um so so you have two new so two new songs and two old songs. Is Blood going to be one of the songs that's on it as well, or is that was that just a Blood is a release? separate single? We just brought it separate randomly. Release. It was just yeah. We had to had to bring something. It was the right time to 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 bring something out, and that was just a yeah. Like we have Blood yeah. a couple of years now, and we started the recording of it like right before the first lockdown in Ireland. Like so, we kind of had to sit on that for a while, and then. I don't know, I suppose it was probably back in September when we finished it off. Um, we finished September-ish. it off in September when we could kind of get back to the, the studio and then yeah, it was we released it just, just around Christmas time or just after. Or yeah, like January. Yeah. But like that was it. Like we really started to, we kind of knew that like we had a one of our favourite songs there, like ready to do something with and uh, having like had to kind of just sit in the, you know, sit at home for like so many months, not gigging and not really being able to jam as well throughout the first, like I said, the first lockdown, like yeah. we couldn't do fuck all. Like so uh, yeah. when we eventually got around <laughs> to like putting it out, we're like, right, let's actually do this like properly because we had put songs out before, but like never really made an effort if you know what i mean like it was just kind of like oh there you yeah, go sure. there's a song up on spotify yeah, or whatever. My band or whatever yeah, yeah like yeah. we we weren't really actually making like a big fuss over ourselves so we're like fuck it like let's actually just send it around and uh you know try to get a few spins on like radio and that kind of thing and i think like with how well the release went like we got really great feedback from like you know people that we yeah, know and stuff and, press, um, wasn't it? it's really nice when you have someone who you kind of you know them from like school or maybe worked with them in the past or something and then they they message you out of the blue and are like that track is is insane like it's really good you know it motivates you to keep on going and i think it was like actually our first jam session back after like lockdown we were together and we actually wrote the song rebirth which is on the ep as well like that's what we decided to call the ep rebirth rebirth but there's a song as well and it, yeah just i don't know like i think cottle came up with the title of it but it was perfect like because it it felt we knew we exactly we didn't even have to say it we just knew what was going on it was like phase two mm. of the band and the first phase was like fucking 10 years of <laughs> just kind of yeah. doing it as just just purely for fun yeah. and now we're still having fun with it but like we just want to uh yeah just i guess we just want to actually share our music now with everyone so yeah yeah for sure yeah, it's all again it's just literally comes it comes down to the the absolute crack of it and just the love of it's, it's weird to say the love of our own tunes but i guess it's yeah. we're, we're writing the music that i'd want to listen to you know like that's i guess that's that's what would, would me i think i'd say as a musician yeah 100%. If, if you're writing the music yeah, yeah no i get that you'd want to listen to then then you know you're good 
Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. You wouldn't want to. I don't. I wouldn't understand making music that you didn't like yourself. Do you know what I mean? You want. You want to be like, like making something that you love that yourself and put a ton of heart into it and and pay and time and everything into it. And just um, with um, uh, model control, the production on its class. Like what? And you did. Was it uh, Beard Beard Fire Studios that you get it recorded in? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Al Rowan and Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, like how? How? They're great oh, lads. We absolutely. Sorry, man. Uh, no, you go, go on, ahead. go on, go on. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, like, uh, <laughs> sure? uh, in ter- well, I'm talking, well, I don't know how this works, but uh, in terms of like recording, this how is, do you. This how is do your you show, recording? man. You go for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guest. But uh, like, in terms of uh, rego- in terms of recording, how do you find recording? Like, are you band the light going in and recording stuff? Or... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Um, oh, do you-, you know, like when you have, you know, it's it's been your idea for so long together and then. The fact that when you get it back, you can go hit play and, you know, the stuff you're hearing in your yeah. head for so many months is, is there, you know, like it's, Concrete, it's cool. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's definitely, I feel like the way we record now, I'm glad that we're really just pushing an EP now at this stage, because just the, the energy we're at, whatever it is, whatever 10 years it took for us to kind of get to how we're playing and how we approach things just just with experience for the last few years it's it's kind of it's great and we always get in there and it's it's just we just seem to you know the the buzz hat the little kind of dead manifest buzz happens you know it's 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 flying and like you know especially when things are going well it just seems to be very smooth but again i think just because we all know each other so well we're always we always seem to be on the same page about the recordings and we go in and it's it never you're never dreading it it's never like oh you know, I don't like the sound of this or it's just, it's just great crack all the way through. So the way we did these recordings was, um, Coho and Dan, he did the drums first on it. Uh, then Andy with the bass and then I followed with guitar and vocals and stuff like that. Um, yeah, in Beardfire Studios in, uh, in the Grand Canal area, the lads are great. They're, they're really, really good now. Like it's, it's Alan Rowan and then their, their dad, Dave as well. Like it's, they, they just, they they've become good mates of ours as well now and like we just have the best time going in with them and they're always on the same page and then yeah like I feel like they understand exactly what we're going for which really helps like to be yeah. honest actually anyone that we've recorded with um understands like heavy music very well and so that's why we always end up having like so much fun doing it yeah you know yeah. and uh, you're not you're like I mean there's just nothing wrong with just uh, kind of just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks <laughs> like you know. And and that's actually that 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 like honestly that's what we've done with pretty much any of the tunes that like have been uh, actually put up on Spotify like you know let's go for it yeah 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 it's cool so it's really fun yeah they did I have to say they did a stellar job on the song (laughs) that does answer my question very well yes. Um, so, uh, I think we're at like the part of the, well, so we're at the portion of the interview where I generally just ask like some random questions, but so the first one would be, uh, what's one thing you would change about the Irish music, uh, scene and business if you could? The Irish that's the only, t- I would, th- I would like to think that's the only tough question in the interview. Yeah. It's the, what, what's one thing you would change if you could? Yeah. Yeah. Go for yeah. it. Oh, please. Can, do I, it. I, I, can I go? Um, I suppose, um, my amendment to the Irish music scene would be just a little less melancholy, you know? I mean, I, I feel like, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to sit here and say uh, Ed Sheeran or Dermot Kennedy or any of those <laughs> fantastic um, singer-songwriters are bad at all because they're yeah. exceptionally talented guys, you know, and they prove it time and time and time again. However, at the moment, <laughs> like, with, with all that's going on in the world, with the depression, the, the mental health problems at an all-time high, you know, people sometimes underestimate just how much music can affect your mood. I mean, even if it's playing in the background, you know, like a, a sad song or a melancholy song, it, it brings you down. Whether you realize it or not, it does. So I feel like less melancholy, a little bit more energy, I think, in the music. I'm not saying, oh, well, all radio stations will play Dead Manifest songs we all need day. Metal. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 don't say that, man. Not at all. But I, I don't I, not say that. I, I just feel it, they're, they're, it needs more energy. It needs... It needs a bit of. It, I think it's really tough, like for for um, artists that are sort of at our level, where like fucking we're still very much in like obscurity and not many people even know we exist. But like, uh, it's tough to actually catch a break and like um, 
get that kind of support and uh look I mean look there are I'm not saying that there aren't avenues there but um I just think that there could be like a lot more support for up and coming Irish acts no matter what genre you play. You know what I mean? And um yeah like it there it, it just seems from where we're sitting like there there is an awful lot more backing over in like say the UK, you know, for for up and coming artists and stuff, you know there's heavier yeah, no, music I get you too. Yeah, um, the UK yeah, would, like, the UK like, would yeah, have a heavy. Was saying there. No, go on. I hate, I hate this fucking lag in Zoom. Sorry, no, go on for cutting. Go on. <laughs> I was just saying. <laughs> I was just saying the UK ha- do have much. They would more heavily incline than I think than Ireland would. Like we have, we have plenty of sure. plenty of plenty of hard rock bands, plenty of metal bands here that I've seen play tons and tons of shows and just don't seem to be kind of going up. They seem to be always kind of here when they should be really, really here. Mm. Yeah, very, and, like, yeah, you see them out anywhere, and you're like, these guys are fucking class. Like, you know, like yeah, you're yeah. whatever, you're in Fibbers or something, and the band comes on, you're like, why, like, why don't I know these? Like, you know, like it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. and again, like that, like it just goes to show, like, you know, like a, a person who, like myself, who would kind of be very open to checking bands out and be into the kind of heavier stuff. It's like, like, a, there's not much of a platform for this. Again, like, you know, there's, there's yeah. bands not not putting a downer on it but there's irish bands that are doing great and all this as well but i guess it's just a bit it's it's just a bit more it's not as regular over here or something yeah that would be the only thing we kind of would all kind of agree on yeah yeah that's true like i mean yeah fucking maybe maybe just just a little bit of bias here because we play heavy music and that's the way we're seeing it so there's not enough um support for metal metal. (laughs) yeah exactly like for metal or for for grunge bands um, which would be kind of, I suppose, the two main styles that we play. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I suppose my my issue with it would be more broad than that, and I'm, I wouldn't specifically call for like oh an increased uptake in metal or grunge just because we are. I just I'm yeah. calling for a change in general from what it is just to something else. It doesn't yeah. have to be us, just something else. <laughs> like like you were saying there, like I found, like if I was kind of writing tunes during, like we were all like again all of us chatting about the tunes we we're writing together. Like it was much easier to say write a tune about I don't know like a fucking dragon or something like that <laughs> rather than <laughs> listening to my feelings during the lockdown. You know, like I I yeah, don't yeah. want to I don't want to dive deep into my soul. You know, exactly. like it's it's entertainment should be escapist. Yeah, know, yeah. So. Like and again, I think that's that's like the stuff we write about. You know, there's some real stuff in there, but then it's kind of like it's I don't know, like it's kind of like I kind of associate the style of tunes we have to like a fantasy or a sci-fi film or something sometimes like <laughs> it's just my my perspective in my in my head about that it's it's kind of cool to dive in there get lost in it and not have to think about it no i'd be the same i do love uh like particularly i love a really good concept album as well and just just and just sit there for about 40 minutes and just be like oh wow. yeah man but yeah it's class um, the, i love uh, danger days by mcr that's a great album. Oh, fantastic album. And you know what the funny thing was? I remember when that album came out, I was um I was going out with somebody who was obsessed with my my chemical romance and I wasn't going out with them at the time. It was about 2 months later, but that album came out anyway. And uh the two of us mindlessly hated it because it didn't sound this was at the time like because it didn't sound like the previous MCR the Black stuff. Parade. <laughs> yeah, it's in. Well, I was going to say Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, but yeah, the Black Parade. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and, and everyone just like mindlessly. Yeah, they just wrote it off, like, and and this girl really wrote it off. And then it was about like two years later. I just it happened to come on. I was like, it was uh, what was it? Planetary Go was the song, and Destroyer was the other one. I was like, this is a fucking unreal yeah. album. And even now yeah, nowadays, it's so, it's, it's an album, album that I go back to. It's such a good album. Um, I think it's funny we were how like stuff... the opposite because we. Oh no! Sorry, go on. This fucking lag. <laughs> we were like, uh, we were like, I don't think I was like, oh yeah, my chemical romance. I get it, emo music. It's cool. Like, um, and then Danger Days came out, and I was like, this is class. And then I went to the old stuff, and I was like, this is class. Like, <laughs> like still listening to it now. You needed <laughs> a bit more convincing, man. I was a full emo back then. Yeah. I I think me and Andy, yeah, <laughs> me and Andy like to rip it a bit, but like, it's, yeah, we it, ripped it out of cotton for being a big. <laughs> yeah. But again, now I fucking love, love the early Mike Cameron stuff, and I'm like, oh, fuck, 
fucking out. Like, yeah. I wish I hung around at the bank. I wish I, you know, <laughs> I wish I gave a free fucking hugs. I wish I, I, I drank drank drugs. Do you know what was it? Uh, I was like a big emo kid and big emo kid in my school as well. And for some reason, oh, there was cool. this rumor. There's some reason this rumor went around that um that I wore eyeliner. And I didn't. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with it, but it was just like, yeah, Barra wears I eyeliner. I was like, have you seen? Did you? Fuck, it got around. But uh, <laughs> it was like, uh, I was like, no, I don't. And then there was all these other stuff, like um, just every kind of emo stereotype you could throw at somebody. I had it linked to me. I was like, where is this coming from? I like Escape the Fate, My yeah. Chemical Romance, those kind of bands. Like, I don't know where all the rest of this shit's yeah. coming from. It was weird. Aren't Very you strange time. Bit of head off a bat. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. That was my friend Greg. Um, but uh, <laughs> is, uh, is the term smelly rocker is that something that exists outside of talent? No, I've never heard that term before. <laughs> oh, so it's smelly just a talent thing, is it? I don't know if it's just smelly a talent. I've yeah. never heard it though. A smelly rocker, what does that mean? Just is it just as it's exactly just like, as it says like in the you tin, would get like... called if you're from talent <laughs> and you liked rock music when you were growing up. Yeah, you were just true. called a smelly rocker. <laughs> no, like where I, where I, like I'm, I, I live in Stalorga now and it's, it's, um, like I went to Black Rock and the rugby school. So anybody, if you listen to anything slightly heavy, it was, uh, you're an emo. And it's like, no, I'm not. And it's like, no, emo straight away. Like that was, this, even when I was like yeah. 22, tw- like when I was like 22 and was kind of moving into more kind of like, like stuff like black metal and death metal and all that kind of carry on. Um, still got emo and it's like I don't and Screamo was the other one it's like do you know what Screamo is my chemical romance are not a Screamo band I don't know where you're getting that yeah not all yeah not not even not even remotely close (laughs) dum-dums but uh, (laughs) (laughs) these are the same people that just jumped from like some one shitty band onto the Arctic Monkeys for that one album and then moved on to like EDM that's just that's 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 But yeah, it's all good. All the MCR albums are actually good when you look back at them. Yeah, they don't have. I'm, I'm yeah, really yeah, looking forward wait, to the next one. We had tickets now. to go see them as well. So did I. I mean, so all, like we have a big group cool. of us all going, and we couldn't wait. And then just, oh, the world yeah. disintegrated. We'll see you there. If, uh, you'll be the guy yeah. with the eyeliner, right? Yeah, I'll be the guy with the eyeliner and with the with Not the purple the hoodie with, with the design on the inside mates. of the hoodie on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're sure. Like you know, if 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 it ends up going ahead next year or something like we'll, we'll hit you up man it'd be cool oh, to grab sure. a beer or something fucking, and have a good dead, cry yeah. or something like that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be emo you actually did you did a cover of I Don't Love You didn't you was I Don't Love You yeah we yeah. just, we just yeah, it was lovely the day, yeah. nice little strip Some back cover kind of gorgeous. zen version of the <laughs> yeah it was lovely yeah. And uh, so, uh, sp- actually speaking of bands we used to listen to what was the uh, what was the first album you ever bought I know exactly what it is. So I go first. Yeah, yeah go for I'm it, proud yeah. of this. Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Oh, that is a great one. Oh, Jesus, no, that's a fucking that's we're gonna be that. And the second one, California Gation. What did Chili Peppers? Oh, stop. They both came out around <laughs> the same time. Yeah. My my one was the first busted album, and you know what? Oh, yeah. oh. I'm I'm okay with that. I love. Here, wait to wait to hear mine. But anyway, uh, and yourself? Is it busted? Andy, no, it's not busted. Um. <laughs> I think the first album I got was actually a Christmas present. I asked my mom and dad for One by One by Foo Fighters. Uh, nice. oh, They're my favourite band of all time, by the way. So <laughs> I got into them quite young. <laughs> Do you know, I? Uh, it's funny you say Hybrid Theory because Hybrid Theory in my head is always the one that I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, that that was the first album I ever bought. But it wasn't. It was the second album I ever bought. The first album I ever bought was Akon's Convicted. And I still have it over in the CD there. <laughs> it just sits, it just sits there. I have it there as like, as a reminder going, this is what you used to listen to. <laughs> it's not yeah. a good album. <laughs> I remember that. My, my brother won that, like a Westwood album off Spoon 1038 one oh, time. Oh no. <laughs> I remember thinking, that's oh, so cool. And then... <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what he does, <laughs> like, but I remember just looking at Tim the thing, Westwood. Like, this is so cool, huh? Tim t- Tim Westwood, as in the guy who hosted Pip My Ride UK. Yeah, that's it. That's him. Yeah, and we got what a, does he, he do? Like a, <laughs> a rap, I think. Does he rap? <laughs> All right. And like he, honestly, yeah, yeah, I could. That's what I mean. I couldn't tell you what the, the thing is like. Um, I, I remember he got like Westwood pencils. <laughs> with it too and it was just like the coolest thing because it came in a little like package from 
And I was like, fuck, man, he got Westwood album. And I didn't even know he was a rapper when I watched that show back then. I thought he was just some geezer or was a garage. Like. No, like, yeah, well, he could have been and then brought out a rap album or something. Yeah, oh, like, man. Everyone knew Exhibit was. Like, Maybe I should go listen yeah. to that album. I don't... Uh, you I should know, see what it's like. If I do that or something. <laughs> I that was the shit. I Tim West watching Tim Westwood on um on uh, Pimma Ride UK because MTV would have the American version and you're having people having fucking um like aquariums put in the back of their van and then it goes <laughs> to like just the the UK the UK one and it's like I think the most they ever did was like put a cool spoiler on it and we're like yeah or neon lights yeah. and it's like uh, the production <laughs> the production. <laughs> <laughs> the production values for those shows were very different. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, was cool. Yeah, actually, do you oh, do you remember that one episode of Pimp, Pimp My Ride uh, US when with exhibitors all those guys and they put the the jackhammer speaker in that guy's car and it was so loud that it like it blew the suspension out and it like destroyed what? the engine because it just vibrated everything so much. <laughs> like they what? removed the back seats and like the boot <laughs> and put in this this speaker so loud and it was that it it just destroyed the car. It's like the original Dead Manifest jams. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> Did it didn't they put a fuck didn't yeah. they put a satellite on a car at one point or something? They put something crazy on the roof of a car and I remember yeah, the uh I mean, the, probably, the guy probably. but but it was like a I think it was like a prop or something. There was some, I remember specifically they put something on the roof of a car and it was just ridiculous. It was huge. I'm almost positive it was a satellite. But I remember, and there was one where there was like, you could fold out the back of it into a tent. But I remember showing the guy and you can see the guy's reaction the whole time just going, I don't, I don't fucking want any of this. Like the whole, like for the whole <laughs> thing, just like, what is this? <laughs> uh, so thanks next question. Tent, it, yeah, thanks to the tent. Yeah. If you could collab with anybody, who would it be? If you could do a collaborative song, who would it be? Ooh. Um, like if, uh, like, oh god, um, like <laughs> d- dead or alive, past or present, anyone. We'll do dead and alive. Actually, or is that well, too? You know what it would be yeah. for me. Like, there's plenty. There's fucking plenty of people I would love to collaborate with. But um, I would love to have a jam with Andrew Stockdale of Wolf Mother. Like, oh. I just think that would be like the best jam in the world. Um. Like there's plenty of bands that would be so cool. Like you know, I I could say, oh, you know, I can whatever the Beatles, but I think that would that would excite me the most. Just to just to jam it out. I I bought his guitar off him actually too, which is what? pretty cool. It was used on Blood. Yeah, yeah, he was he was I uh, he was shifting some gear on Instagram, Andrew Stockdale, and I messaged him and he was like, he's in like Byron Bay, and I was like, hey man, will you send this to the talent? And uh, he shipped it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got this cool Dan Electro. Uh, and he he signed the pick card for me. He's like, "May the riffs be with you, Aaron." And uh, oh my god, that's it's class! It's very cool. That's but awesome. I, I still <laughs> would, yeah. Like I would love to jam with that guy. It'd be it'd be so cool. I just think it just probably because I know all the songs, and I think I could mm. uh, not fuck up so much, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair. <laughs> uh, Andy and Cahill. Um. Oh, I've been thinking about it. I think. Post Malone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting answer. I thought you were going to pick like Dave Grohl. set kind of shit or just just, just whatever. <laughs> I just think us and Post Malone. <laughs> That's who I'd I forgot I would he love did that actually. Holy shit. <laughs> he did. He did a whole. I think like at heart, he's just a big metalhead. Yo, a yeah. Sure, he was meant to be in. He was meant to be in what band did he audition? He auditioned for a metalcore band. Um, just before the rap career, he was the he was auditioned for like a really yeah. really famous metalcore band called Burn Something. Oh, and I've actually seen them live. I saw them at Download. I can't remember. Burn the name, Something but, yeah. would still be a good name, man. I've seen him <laughs> yeah, do so them. much. Like, <laughs> first of all, did you see him do uh, their Nirvana? Nirvana. Yeah, a, f- a friend of mine messaged me in the middle of the night. Well, not it was at like nine o'clock, whatever. And he goes, "Fucking watch this now!" And I went on to. I was like, "What is yeah. this?" I wasn't. Tra- did he have Travis Barker on drums for it as well? Travis Barker. Yeah. 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 Really cool. I've uh, I've seen him do uh, Rage Against Machine as well, killing in the name of. He did that live um, in. Oh, some, I haven't seen that. Some grimy bar in fucking New York or something. <laughs> with like a band and everything, like. I saw that. Yeah, 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 he just yeah. he went on and was with this band, and uh, and he was already like famous and stuff. I don't think he was like massive yet. I think maybe he had like a couple tracks out or something because yeah, he, like, beer bongs and bangers just come out but, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, 
just that and yeah like I just think he's class overall like I'd be a big Post Malone fan so yeah Dead Manifest Post Malone 2022 let's do it <laughs> <laughs> and Cahill ask for yourself uh, it could only be Kevin Parker from Time and Paula oh Oh, that'd be very, cool. very Ooh, tasty. That'd be, that'd be a weird mix. I'd like to hear that as well, actually. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I think he's one. the most like naturally gifted musician on earth. I really he's pretty do. sick. Still haven't seen them live yet, actually. I'd love to go see them. Still haven't no. seen them. One of the ones on the list. But uh, I no, feel like it kind of needs no explanation. Like I don't, I don't know. I just think he's that good. Like uh, he's just he just knows how to make pop music but in like the best of ways and a really sort of like psychedelic electronica style, but also great drums and great guitar and great, oh, the production is always just second to none as well. Just I don't know. I think he's a genius. Yeah. He's a goddamn I genius. <laughs> I remember the first time listening to, um, cause my friend is a huge Tame Impala fan and he was like, get, um, if you're going to buy any CD today, cause I used to go into, if, whenever I got on payday, I would always go into HMV and pick out two CDs that I had, two CDs that I wanted, and one CD that I never listened to. And he goes, Tame Impala, Currents. He goes, that's the one to get. I remember bringing it home and playing it in the yeah. kitchen, and um, Let It Happen was playing. But I never realized the set that Let It Happen seven minutes long. I always heard this the the regular old radio version. And my mom was like, your CD is skipping already. And I was like, fucking bastards. <laughs> and then it just fizzes like, oh, there we go. Which I know is the point of it, but still, it was it was a nice little touch on yeah. it. No, it's a brilliant band. That happened to me when I listened to Black Dog by Led Zeppelin for the first time. I I got it for some <laughs> from some like weird like LimeWire download, you know, like when I yeah. you know start getting into all that. And uh, I was like, "Fuck! I got I got such a broken version of this." Why isn't it working off an illegal site that I used? <laughs> oh, the LimeWire days. Yeah. The LimeWire. <laughs> There'd be days with times on my computer for this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I remember like after like a month of using LimeWire, I was like, "Why is the desktop so slow?" And I was like, "Because you've destroyed your you destroyed the computer." <laughs> yeah, with it's awful. Malware. <laughs> yeah, and you'd be downloading everything up pretty bad. No, it was so bad, like so bad. It just and you would download one. For, yeah, I remember the couple of times, especially hip hop songs, you would download them, and if you could, if you, I think they always ended with this kind of like forty-five second thing that would lead on to a song. No, lead on to a wet. It was meant to get you to go to. Oh, it was just it was a disaster. But um, <laughs> in, uh, in your opinion, who is the uh, who do you think is a really underrated artist or band? Who do you think is most underrated band at the moment? Like in, in an Irish context or just globally? Ah, uh, we'll go globally because in Irish we could just name everybody. There's so many Irish bands that just need to get. Dead so, yeah, we'll go globally. <laughs> Dead Manifest, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's just so many bands to be honest so many, um, yeah. to talk about here. Like, uh, I still think for as massive as they are, uh, Bring Me the Horizon are terribly underrated. Yeah, I would agree with that. And um, we're big Bring Me the Horizon. Fans, yeah, 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 massive. So just they're just so, so good. <laughs> they're class. They're really, really good. Yeah. And their ability to flip I, it. All I'd the time say there's a band that we we kind of would have got into too. Um. No, like they do have a following their own right, but I'm banned from I think they're from London, uh Ruben. They now they did split oh. up like a couple of years ago with the singer Jamie Lenman is still doing stuff, but just for like you know, just for if you go and listen to those albums, like you know, there's a great album called Race Car. Is that race car backwards or something like you know, it's it's oh yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's it's just there are three pieces as well. It's just such good heavy music. Like it's just yeah, everything about it, I, I can't really fault how they record, how they write songs, how, just the performance they give, and just the tunes are class, you know, like, and I, I just feel like more people should know who they are, but again, a lot of people do, you know, but it's it's just, it's one of those bands <laughs> that more. I wish were big, because they're class. Because they're class, yeah. I think I've listened to them before, and I'll have to go back and listen to them after this, but I think I've heard them before. Dude, yeah, from- yeah, man, it's like... They're a UK band, yeah? Uh, England, anyway, you know, yeah. somewhere in England. And uh, Carl, ask for yourself. You Me, I would probably go with Alice Phoebe Lou. I don't know that one actually. Now she's a honest. South African singer songwriter. Okay. And, um, <laughs> sorry, <fuck. laughs> I had no fucking clue. She you make really? you making this girl up? <laughs> you neither. You neither. You know who she is either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is this? 
that's a segue to I thought you were gonna like name some sort of band and then you're like, yeah, South African singer called Alice. Alice <laughs> <Yeah. Blue. laughs> no, um, I mean it's a fair point, but um, my answer hasn't changed. Definitely. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I believe you. I believe you one hundred percent. Just no, like I mean, you're right. Like I mean, she is underrated. It did just come out of nowhere. I'll, give, I'll give you that. But yeah. I, I'd recommend if you haven't heard of her to definitely check her out. Um, no. she's another goddamn genius, as I would say. Oh, I definitely. Uh, another, shot. What? Never heard the name before. Yeah. I will check her out. I'm sorry for laughing. But I will check her out. <laughs> um, someone who I got into recently, they're, they're not underrated because she's doing great for themselves. But Phoebe Bridges. Oh, yeah, Phoebe Bridges. She brought yeah. that uh, album out last year at Punisher. That's so good. It's yeah, brilliant it's album. Like, because like we were, like, we'd all be kind of big Bonnie Vera fans and stuff like that. So I think Justin Vernon might feature on like, what's it, the Garden song or something on that album. But it's that it's that vibe, isn't it? And it's kind of, you know, it's just one of those things that I've been throwing on a lot in the background. It's it's so chilled out, and I don't know, just something very very fresh about it. Do you know there's a there's a friend of mine who loves Phoebe Bridgers? Like he, I mean, like he's obsessed with her. But he talks about her so much that out of sheer badness, I don't listen to her just to annoy him because he because he talks about her so much and he's just like Matt have you heard the song no and he goes I told you to listen to it I was like stop talking about her and then I'll listen to it you're driving me insane but yeah. I've, I've, I've done the same with bands on him like he point blank refuses to listen to Charlie XCX because I talk about her all the time but uh, <laughs> no uh, Fever Bridges <laughs> is fantastic and what a year that she had as well holy shit she went from like somebody so, that I think yeah, a few yeah. of my friends knew, and then now everybody knows her performing on Smashing the Guitar on SNL, which I think was then sold the Smash Guitar on SNL for like a crazy amount of money. As I saw well. that. I don't remember who yeah, bought it. Yeah, but, yeah. The, like those SNL performances are pretty cool. Pretty, yeah, they're class. Yeah. I love the way she did that. What's that song? Uh, is it Kyoto that she did? And she had this like big, massive, like BC Rich kind of like metal guitar like and she's there just kind of <laughs> lightly strumming it it's pretty it's it's <laughs> it's gas yeah you know definitely worth a watch um and then so uh what does 2021 2022 have in store for dead manifest now i know you're releasing an, an ep but what's the what's the plan for the future for the band play a gig yeah, <laughs> I think we yeah, all want no, that. Just one gig. <laughs> singular. No, yeah, honestly, it's just to keep trucking on. Like we, we are, we're thinking it. We're already thinking ahead of this EP already, and it's not even out. And like again, like we, we're into such like our, our our music interests are just so broad that you know the next thing we we could bring out could probably be a lot different, but it's we we jam a lot of kind of different styles sometimes and i don't know i think experiment with some things and just have fun yeah. and try to get our music out there to as many people as possible well i can't yeah, wait definitely. for the live to come back think that uh with the next few like releases we will probably try and keep up like a good pace of like getting one out even just a song like a new single every sort of few months um so we could probably expect another single before the year's out as well who knows but uh yeah. just to try and show like whoever is listening that uh we're kind of multifaceted do you know what i mean and yeah not just gonna stay in like one lane you know because no that's no fun at all so <laughs> yeah may as well just play whatever the fuck we want <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly well that's totally. the joy of it and uh final question of the uh of the little podcast is uh what do you enjoy most about making the art that you make Um, uh, I'm just going to jump right in. <laughs> and, uh, you got the same answer as you, man. <laughs> honestly, like, this is going to sound so lame, but just hanging out with these boys and uh, just having Aww. a rap. Like, that the is... same answer. I'm just going to say hanging out with my two best friends is what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Aww. So cute. Aww. <laughs> Nobody can see it at the moment. They're um, giving each other a big But yeah, no, again, just, just making build tunes with our mates as uh it's always been the last 10 years the most most fun thing to do yeah that's just to sort of echo what i said at the start like i mean dead manifest has never worked for us you know it's always a creative outlet you know i've never thought to myself on the way to practice oh god we're going to be here for ages and like that i mean i i love every minute of it and i and i always do you know and i, I think it's that sort of great relationship that the three of us have there's there's never anything off the table you know i mean if you come with some bizarre idea like yeah it won't always work but it'll all we'll always try it you know yeah let's see where we can take and this yeah that experimental nature i suppose of our 
songwriting and song crafting has, has, has led to some of our our greatest sounds you know yeah no I put that's I get it. like it's it's it must be like fantastic to basically love what you're doing with your three best friends I can't I couldn't think of anything more fun now to be honest um and uh so i guess we'll, we'll like uh before we go so when is the ep coming out what's uh when's rebirth coming out the date we don't have a date but it, we, don't, we're yeah. aiming for july okay and model control was i think still, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah probably yeah like i mean um we yeah so obviously model control will be will be like the i suppose leading single that's on the 28th um we might even release one of the other uh old tunes as another single as well just to you know fucking wet everybody's appetite a little bit but, uh, <laughs> yeah man we'll send you that one if you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's about already done and love to hear we, like, some, love we actually to have hear. some class artwork for it as well which would be another good reason to actually use yeah. it as like a single so that uh that could be what we do um and then like yeah we just have to get in and actually finish off the ep we'll probably be in the studio in actually about a week and a half or so. Um, yeah, bash out the last two songs and uh, aiming, aiming for like, I'd say July. Summer, a summer release. It, that's yeah, late. definitely like just later this summer, we'll just say. <laughs> yeah, just keep an eye on the socials. For Rise Again. Also, shout out on Rise Again for Luke Fogarty for doing the artwork. Yeah, yeah. very, very, Our very friend Luke, who, Yeah, he did the Rise Again artwork, which is the other tune. He also is the one who did the artwork for Blood. Oh, um, sweet. Yeah, you can cool go see that. It's pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Like, very talented guy. All right, um, well, uh, yeah, lads. I hope you had a good time doing that. Um, that's the episode. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I hope, you, yeah, hope you had a great time. And I can't wait to hear the EP when it's done. And can't wait to hear the next single. For sure. Thanks, man. Like, appreciate having us on. And yeah, like I said, if if you're at MCR, <laughs> you oh, know, if, if it happens, we'll, we'll hang out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, lads. Cool. Well, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Thanks, man. All right. Cheers, bro. Talk to you. See you.